think about what to talk to talk about tonight. And for me, I've been kind of mulling over this question. And it's kind of the question of my whole entire life. And I keep coming back to it time and time again. But the real question is just kind of, am I living a life um, that feels authentic to who I am as a person? And it's kind of the question I always come back to. And it's, it's a wrestle. It's a struggle. It's one of those things that I feel like I'm living with a limp because I wrestle with that question so much. <laughs> and I like struggle with it. And it's just like, that's like where I am. But that's the question I always keep coming back to. Am I living a life that feels true to who I am? Like underneath it all. And like lots of times at Mortal Life, we've had these conversations. If you guys have been there, like these are all, these are all kind of triggering your brain. But we've asked questions like, um, like it, it's kind of the idea, are you owning your own story? Are you writing your own script? You know, is it your script or is it someone else's script? Are you figuring out the values that really are yours and prioritizing your life around those? We did this talk about the five. Like, find those five things and keep them in front of you so you can say yes or no to stuff. And that's going to try and help, like, keep you aligned. We've talked about, like, true north and, like, figuring out those kind of values. Um, the whole idea of living to your script and not just following someone else's, Right? Because in life, there's a lot of comparison going on, a lot of comparison happening. And pretty soon, like more often than not, you can find yourself making decisions that you just made. You didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it, but it just seemed like the right next thing to do. I remember always talking with high school students, and they're all approaching college. And, and I could never figure out if parents were upset with us for this or if they were like completely on board. But I loved putting up a panel of people in front of students, especially seniors who are getting ready to graduate, and interviewing them and having them talk about their college experience. And so you start with like the first person that are like, well, yeah, man, I was a senior. I applied to this many colleges. I went to this college. I did four years. I graduated. I had a major. It kind of feels worthless. I do something totally different now. <laughs> you go to the next person, they're like, yeah, I took off a year, and I just traveled. Those lights. We're not using the TVs tonight either because the TVs don't work, but the lights apparently have issues too. <laughs> but, um, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I took off a year, and I didn't even go. And then the third person's like, yeah, I skipped college altogether. You know what I mean? And I decided to go to like a trade school, and that's what I did. In two years, and boom, I was out, and this is what I'm doing now, and I love it, and blah, blah, blah. And then we just go down the line, and these students hear this vast array of options instead of just what they thought they were going to do. Because I guarantee you, at the time that we were doing this, every student thought, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to go to college. That's like the plan. It's like what I do. And a lot of times in life, that plan continues. And it looks like certain ways. And it has to happen in certain orders. And like when you get out of order, you feel like, well, what's wrong with me? And what's happening? Like, why is this not panning out the way I thought it should? You know, like I'm this old and this should have happened. Ugh, the comparison thing that's going on, right? And so sometimes decisions just happen. You just feel like it's like, what should be next? And instead of living from that authentic place, like what should I do next? Like what's my script right now? You just kind of make a decision. If you're anything like me, sometimes you've made decisions just to please other people. 
Um, that's the worst. Like, that's hard. Because, like, then it's not even, it's not at all you. And you're just making calls based off of, well, I thought that would make everybody else happy. And suddenly you find yourself in this place where, uh, I'm not happy. And it doesn't look like it made them happy either. <laughs> so I don't know what I was thinking, but man, if I could get back to that place where I'm living from this authentic kind of self-driven place. I just hate getting to the place where it feels like I'm living incongruent with my true self. And I wake up and I go through a day and I get to the end of the day and I, I, I did a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I felt productive. I guess I accomplished things. If other people were maybe looking at my life, it seemed successful in a way. But there's still this kind of nagging feeling that like what I was about all day didn't fit with who I am. And so there's kind of this like tension with that whole idea of meaning and purpose. And you kind of just get on that autopilot thing that just kind of carries you. Now, I've also lived in lots of ways in my life that lasted for seasons or that were completely in no way sustainable. Like I just went through a period of life where it didn't fit my values and it didn't fit who I was. But man, I just had to get through it and I had to make it happen. My joke is always when Silas was back in like first or second grade, they had to go in and they had to write this family crest and you had to create this shield that looked like your family and you had to write like a motto on it or describe your family. And when he brought it home, it was kind of jaw-dropping to read what this kid had picked up from Anne and myself. And like we looked at this family crest and it basically just said something along the lines of my family will do whatever it takes to get the job done we'll stay up all night if we have to and we will get you know what I mean and I like read that and I was in this place of I was in this place of like figuring out what self-care even started to look like and and just realizing that man what are we passing on to this kid what? At that point in time? Like, well, we... We read that and we were like, that's right, boom. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. And then it was like, that could be it, too. <laughs> Looking back... I feel like the self-care was much later. It probably was, now that you say that. Because it's probably like we read that and we were like, we were like damn proud of that. It was like, yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll like break ourselves to get the job done. We'll like make... And that's where we lived for a long time, both of us. We were in that place, completely and 100% unsustainable and not authentic at all to who we are as human beings. Not, like, not respectful of the fact that like, there are 24 hours in a day and some of those you have to sleep. You've got to do that and you have to take care of yourself. Sometimes getting the job done isn't what's important. Sometimes the whole pro productivity thing is like mind-blowing. So like Silas recently got sick. He would probably say that I got him sick, and I would say that Ann got me sick. So it's all her fault. And it stemmed from her, went to me, went to Silas, went to Tate, and Lincoln somehow has escaped like everything. And I don't know what. But by the time it got to Tate, 
Like, Silas was down hard, and he had been down for like five days with high temps, just in his room, laying in bed, not coming out. We know something's wrong when he's not singing at the top of his lungs or like teasing his brothers, right? Like, something's up with the kid. So then, Tate starts running a fever. I pick him up from school, and I go get him at school, and I immediately take him to the doctor. They test him. He's got influenza B. This is the thing that's going around right now. Influenza B, influenza B, and it's miserable. Tate expresses to me that he's worried about missing work at school. He's in fifth grade. I looked at him, and I said, dude, none of it matters. <laughs> You're in fifth grade. There's not a grade that carries over. None of this happens. You're a good student, dude. You could, like, get zeros all week long, and I wouldn't care. Your mom wouldn't care. We don't give a rip. But here's what's interesting to me. That, like, push and pressure to feel productive and to keep up and to make sure everything's done, what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> like, unbelievable. If you've got 103 fever, I hope you can go lay in bed and not be worried about all the stuff that's piling up and to actually take care of yourself. And you say, you know what? I'm sick. I'm just not going to do anything today. Like, I'm going to lay around. I'm going to let my body do what it needs to do, and I'm going to, like, rest. Because everything else around us is, like, trying to, like, keep you going. It's like pop some Advil. Put that stuff in your system. Go to work. Get that done. Push through. Be tough. Suck it up. Try harder. Like, you can make this happen. I get to work with couples who are getting married all the time, and they talk about honeymoons. They're going to take off a week. They're going to take off two weeks. Sounds, like, amazing to me, right? Like, I'm just like, oh, man. And being where I'm at in life, I'm like, oh, just get out of here. Go do your thing. Don't have a care in the world. And I'm talking about this with them before their wedding. So you know what's happening? They're telling me, yeah, I'm putting in like tons of doubles right now to like make sure that like I get as much work done as, you know, and I'm trying to get ahead so that when I come back, I don't have as much piled up. And I'm like, that doesn't sound at all like time off to me. That sounds like time falling behind. That's crazy. There's this push in us to be productive, to just like keep going at it, to make it happen, and to not take care of yourself. And I feel like that's 100% not authentic to who we are. I feel like it's been produced within us somehow and created and cultivated in our culture. And like one of the things I would love to have you do tonight is to pause and to just understand that you can resist that like productivity kind of culture and mentality, especially when you're sick. You can like slow down and like address those concerns for yourself. I remember being back in college and I pushed so hard that every time there was any kind of a break, I just got sick. That was like normal for me. It was like understood that every time a break came, boom, I was just going to get ill and I was going to be sick all of it. And then I was going to bounce right back into school and like push really, really hard. And now I'm watching my boys and like with school and when they get sick and it's like, oh, well, they still have to keep working at home while they're sick. What's up with that? Like they're ill. Give them a free day. Give them a pass. It's all good. They don't have to keep up. 
I don't know what it is in our culture that's been basically put into us that says, oh, yeah, 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 by the way, you can't ever take any time off. Like, don't, don't think about it. Don't, like, try and do it. But for me, this question of how to live in an authentic way kind of, like, hits beneath the surface a little bit. And it gets into these questions of identity for myself as well as, like, getting me to think about considering much of my life on autopilot and how much I can be on autopilot, and I don't consider the values and priorities that I really hold dear, and the things and the ways in which I really want to live, or even beginning to ask the question, so who am I, and really what do I even care about? Because I feel like you kind of have to know some of that in order to like start stepping into that and making those choices and choosing stuff. One of the things that I'm on autopilot with is, of course, it's being pretty busy. That's like pretty great autopilot. I mean, it's always the question. Like everybody like totes busyness around as like it's an awesome thing. It's awful. It's just awful. It feels awful to me. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Really, really, really busy. It's great. It's great, great, great. <laughs> like that's what people tend to say. Like it's great to be busy. And so I've been asking myself this question lately. Cause I've lived the unsustainable life. I've been the busy guy. I've burned the candle at both ends. I've stayed up all night to get the job done. I've done, I think my max this summer was three or four weddings in one day. That was crazy, right? I mean, that was dumb. Um, it's like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? You're just like driving around. I think it was four because I was pulling away from one of the weddings and a photographer saw me. I was headed to the next one and it was about two hours away. And a photographer saw me, well, not two hours, but two hours in time. You know, like I had, I had a buffer window there. And I'm pulling away, and the photographer calls me, and they're like, Phil, we just saw you leaving the parking lot. This couple thought they had an officiate. They don't. Can you turn around and come back and marry them? And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> so I went right back and did that one and then left and did the next one. It was crazy. But all of that to say, I'm asking the question, is it okay to live a simple, quiet life? Is it okay to live a simple, quiet life? Because here's what I'm struggling with. Everything around me says no. Like, every ad says no. Like, the majority of success and what's out there says no. Like the majority of the entrepreneurs I meet who are running a, their own business kind of like I do, it's like you've got to make yourself available 24-7. You've got to be posting stuff all the time on like Facebook and Instagram and out there. You've got to make this happen. And you've got to have a good time. You've got to suck the marrow out of life. You've got to work harder to play harder, right? And like before you know it, like this idea of a simple, quiet life seems very incongruent and very against the grain of culture. But something in here keeps saying, I want a simple, quiet life. That's me. I don't know if that's you, but that's me, right? And so this whole idea of like being authentic to myself and living in an authentic way, I'm like having real questions come up. Real 
hard questions that I'm like trying to tackle and I'm trying to figure out like, so what does that really mean though if I do that? And what does that look like if it plays out in my life? Because I get caught up looking at everybody else's life. I'm watching their hobbies. I'm watching their careers. I'm watching all the parties they attend, the events they go to, the pictures they post, the active lifestyles they lead and how they take an adventure every freaking weekend and they're hiking that and they're doing this. And then I'm like, you know what? A, I'm just going to admit it. I don't even have that kind of energy anymore. Like, it's gone. <laughs> and then B, like, I'm tapped out. Like, in so many ways, like, I gave all of my good energy and youth to, like, all of these students and families. And now, like, I have my own boys, and they're like, Dad, let's go do something. I'm like, yeah, you do that. You know, like, like go have fun, man. But... Like, I don't have the energy for it, and I watch all this stuff, and then I kind of feel bad about myself in a, in a weird way because, I, A, I don't have the energy for it. And then, B, there's this side of me that says, like, I don't even know if that's what I want, but everything's telling me that I do want that. And so it's just kind of the next step. It's just the next thing. Well, of course you need to plan your adventure. Well... Maybe I want to sit at home and put together a freaking puzzle. Because, like, I like puzzles. And I think they're pretty cool. And we put together, like, how many over Christmas break? Like, that was pretty exciting. Four. And they were all a 1,000 pieces each, guys. Like, they were tough ones. I'm not lying. But, like, that simple, quiet life. I'm, I'm, I'm just so interested in the idea that, like, this. I feel this question coming out of me. And I also feel like stuff around me is saying, well, no, it's not okay to live a simple, quiet life. Even what I might consider being normal. You know, like, I throw the normal word on it. And one of the conversations we just had recently was just about, Ann and I were talking about culture and how everything has to be, like, done above and beyond. Everybody's into pushing limits, breaking boundaries, like, making it happen. We're pushing ourselves to that edge or beyond. And here's something I've noticed. When I grew up, my mom loved to go on walks. She would go on walks. And at the time, people would also jog. Have you noticed that no one jogs anymore? No one jogs. Jogging has been eliminated from our vocabulary. No one says, hey, I'm going to go for a jog. Nah, man, they're going to go for a run. They're going to go for a run because running's faster and it's longer and it's not a jog. Because we're, like, into stuff that's for, and now, like, I'm bringing back the word jog. I'm bringing it back. Because walking is a little too slow for me. I'm not going but, like, I don't want to run. <laughs> like, it's, it's no bueno. Like, I don't like it. It's too fast. It's too hard. Yeah, I'm going to jog. Because that's more authentic with who I am. That's where I want to be. And so when I'm looking at this, like, idea of an authentic, life. For me, I've got this question coming out of me. Slower, simpler, that's kind of where I want to go. But I have these other questions, and I wrote some of them down. But aren't I supposed to want it all? Aren't I supposed to want, like, the most success, the best stuff? 
Aren't I supposed to hustle and work harder to play harder? Aren't I supposed to suck the marrow out of life and make the most of absolutely every single moment that's afforded to me? Aren't I supposed to take advantage of that? And if I'm not, then aren't I doing something wrong? Am I missing out somehow? It's easy to believe, I think, in our day, in our time, that we should want a life full of achievements and stuff and power and money. But what about just wanting a life that feels like you? That literally feels like you. I knew this um, student in Sky, and he told me for the longest time he wanted to be a teacher. And I told him time and time again, I said, you would make an amazing teacher. Hands down, he would have been exemplary. He felt some other kind of pressures. He felt some other kind of scripts. He felt some other kind of stuff. And he had to pursue a different path with a different kind of job that made a different kind of career and afforded a different kind of affluence and power and money. You know what I mean? And um, I don't think he likes it. <laughs> and I think it's hard on him. And I think it's taken its toll. I mean, I don't think any of us were meant to hustle 80 hours a week. I think it's ridiculous. I just don't think that the majority of us are in that kind of a place. And so what would it look like to live a life that allows you to feel like you? Like you're literally not buying into whatever's next or just autopilot or the pressures around you that tell you, hey, you, you need to live a loud, noisy, crazy, out there, pushing, breaking the limits kind of life. Like, what would it look like to slow down a little bit, to consider those questions, to honestly look at yourself and say, okay, authentically, what would it look like to live a life that's me? And could some happiness, could some joy really be found there? And could it be that? simple, to live a life that feels like you. So you're not chasing after some other stuff. And you're really writing your own script. Um, one of the things that I like talked to someone a long time ago about, like I was, I was wrapped up into listening to a lot of people about different things, you know. And for a while there, it was all about this idea, this notion. And I think this is a large part of the first half of your life. It's about building like an empire. You're going to build something extraordinary. You're going to create something amazing. You're going to do this, like, off-the-chart kind of thing. And, like, a lot of people get there and do that. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people also figure out that it wasn't what they thought it would be after you build that thing or create that thing. And so, like, I was talking with this one guy who was like, Phil, here's what you need to do. He was giving me the plan. He's like, you need to make a business that isn't reliant upon you. You need to make a business that's reliant upon other people so you can be sitting around while they're making you money. And this is what's going to do it. And all the while, this guy's talking to me. I'm cracking up because I'm like, you don't know me at all. Like, you have no clue. Like, that kind of work right there and that kind of effort right there would just, that's, that's not me. It's not me. I get that it's you, but it's not who I am. I have to do work that feeds my soul. Like, that's the way I'm wired. 
And I thank God every day for people who can do work that doesn't feed their soul, right? Because we're all a little different. But I know me, and I've got to be doing that kind of work. Otherwise, it's hard to get out of bed. It's really tough for me. So one of the other things that came my way um, that I was dying about, too, was this whole idea that, like, I was going to work really, really hard so that later on in life I could enjoy myself. <laughs> right? It was like that mentality. So it was like, approach your life like this and bust it up. And I had a talk recently with a Sky student, like, who's working, like, 70, 75 hours a week. And I had to talk with him, and he told me, he's like, it's okay, though, because you know what? Like, in about 10 years, I'm not going to have to work this hard. And I looked at him, and I said, if you get there, because every day is a new day. And we all know that we're all pretty frail people, right? You're promised, like, right now, this moment. And I hope that you can live in this space and in this moment in a way that's authentic to who you truly are and how you can operate as a human being. Because, man, pushing yourself that hard for that long, that's going to have some consequences. I know it. Like, it's just going to come to fruition. Now, one of the things, too, that I love about this whole idea of writing your own script is being able to buck the ideas, you know what I mean? Having the confidence to know yourself and be able to be like, no, that's not who I am. And so I'm going to be able to say with, you know, strength that no, 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 that's, that, that's not it. So, like, my oldest son, he took the PSAT. I'm not going to tell you what he got. I'm not going to tell him. But anyway. He scored pretty well. And then as a dad, as a parent, you start going like this. All right. Well, he could get into this place. He could go into this place. He could do that. I mean, that's pretty cool. And then I loved something he told me. He goes, Dad, here's the deal, though. I want you freaking out about this score and thinking I'm going to go to, like, this big school somewhere because, like, or do all this, like, academic stuff. This is just not me. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, that was like a great moment. Like, owning his own story, writing his own script. Just because you test this well. Just because you can be that productive when you've had five energy drinks. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Like, it all comes back to this question of, who am I? Like, and how can I live in a way that feels like me? I've seen lots of people. They've got extraordinary talents, you know? But it's not like they're going to, like, try and, like, make that a living or make that a career or chase that down or do that all the time. I mean, I come across people, and you listen to them sing or play an instrument, and you're like, oh, my God, you should be on the stage. Yeah, nah. I'm like, what? Why wouldn't you pursue that? Why wouldn't you chase Nah, nah. I love that. I love that. Because they're living from a place that feels very authentic and true to themselves and who they are. So what I was going to encourage you guys to do, I had paper, I have pens, um, and we're, we're going to do it. I'm going to pass out the paper and pens to you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down 
just a couple of statements about you. You're not going to turn this into me. This is totally for you. Um, a couple of statements about you that you feel like are authentic to yourself, right? Like, and it could be one statement. It could be four. It could be five. It could be, you know, like, I just want you to think about if you're going to live a life that feels like you, what does that look like? What does that mean? And I'll give you some examples, okay? Because I know that's the kind of person I am. If someone had just told me that, I'd be like, what am I writing? Um, I wrote down something. I said, I, w- I want a life doing work that feeds my soul. That's me. Um, I want to be able to pay my bills. <laughs> um, I'd like to be able to provide for my family's needs, stress, provide, not go over and, and crazy. And I'd also like to possibly be able to help others, too, financially, when I can. And I'd like to do all of this in a way that feels like me. I'd like to be a good father, a good husband, a good son, a good brother, a good friend. It's important to me. So, like, you could just write down a couple of statements. Like, I mean, they could be really generic. They could be broad. They could be, like, specific. But it's just kind of trying to tap back into, okay, at this point in my life, wherever I'm at, this stage, here I am. The question is, if I'm going to live a life that's authentic to who I am and it feels like me, what are some of those things that that looks like? You could write down single words that are just priorities or values that you're like, you know what? Um, those are important to me. Anything you can do, anything you can do that you feel like you could pull this sheet of paper back out and you could say, all right, today I'm not getting lost in autopilot. Today I'm not getting caught up in the comparison game. Today I'm not getting caught up in whatever's just next. I'm going to pull this thing back out. I'm going to look at it. And today that kind of grounds me. It centers me. It keeps me focused on who I am and living from that authentic place, living from that authentic place. So take a couple of minutes here, because we've got some minutes to take, and just think about that and write some of that down. And we'll do the whole awkward silence thing, just so you can think. Is that okay? So if you're still writing, you can keep writing. But I just wanted to throw out there, I have to admit, um, in recent years, with what you can sense out there as far as like mental and physical illness, I don't think many of us are cut out for the hustle. Um, it's interesting, the, the busy aspect of our world and, and the toll that it's taking on, on so many people. Um, some of the pressures to live according to other people's scripts that kids feel, that youth feel, um, that just kind of wreck their interior space. I'm just not sure or convinced that like we're cut out for some of that. And this whole idea of getting back to an authentic kind of self place from which you can live is, is maybe a good start and a good step for a lot of us, especially as adults, to model. Um, to kind of set as an example. 
I know that when I bump into people who are living from an authentic space, it's pretty empowering. They're like contagious kind of people, and I walk away really encouraged and inspired by them. I also walk away thinking, like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, how are you so true to just who you are and okay to live from that space? And I think it takes practice. I don't think it just happens. I think it honestly takes this like daily kind of cultivation and a lot of time to kind of grow into that space where A, you feel that confident, and B, you can operate from that place. And I think a lot of it has to deal with figuring out some of those values, figuring out some of those priorities, and keeping them in front of you from a daily barrage of everything that tells you not to live from that authentic place, just to do the next thing, or to like, we're going to tell you how to live. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to show you what to do. We're going to like spell it out for you and make it happen. So in this world, like I hope tonight, maybe at least you just hear one voice in this constant sea of noise, like that gives you permission to live as yourself. Wherever you're at, that stage of life, whoever you are, to like live from that authentic, true self, you. To not like buy into the fact that you've got to build an empire, but if you need to build an empire, build the empire. But if you're not going to, don't. Don't buy into that. Don't buy into the thing of like, here's all the stuff that like we're going to tell you that you need to have to be happy. Like you don't have to want all that stuff. If you want to connect and you want to live the hyper life, great. If you want to live a simple, slow life, that's okay too. Right now, I was going to throw out like three of the practices for me that are kind of helping keep me in this place. Um, trying to be more about the whole self-care thing, you know? Like I'm trying to like actively take advantage of that. Like once a month I get to go see this cool acupuncturist and she's amazing. And I tell you what, like, man, it's just worth it. Like, <laughs> I find myself in there. I'm loaded up with pins and all that great stuff. And then, like, for, like, 30 minutes, I just lay there, and it's like I just do meditation and kind of pray. It's, like, the best 30 minutes, like, ever. You know what I mean? And if I don't schedule it in, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Right now, too, I'm meeting with this, like, therapist who's incredible. And um, one of the things that she's helping me go through is this whole... Um, for me, you know, like I've got the spiritual thing going on and like I grew up in the church and stuff. And so like right now I'm feeling from within me this authentic call back to this idea of prayer, which for me normally happens in desperation modes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I did that in my whole life. You know what I mean? You get in an accident, you're like, oh, God, please. You know, I'm getting ready to take a test. It's like, oh, God, please. And in your life, you're sick. It's like, oh, God, please. But like right now, daily trying to have consistency and regularity with this idea of like centering prayer. So I get to pray this phrase over and over again, which is just be still and know that I am God. And then I back it off to be still and know that I am. And then I back it back down to be still and know. And then I back it back down to be still. And then I back it back down to be. And I try and stretch that out for 15 minutes just sitting in that space. And for me, that's doing something. That's helping me pull back from 
two main things. The people pleasing in my life that like I do constantly and to just be still and to know that everything's taken care of and that I'm enough and that I don't have to please everybody. And also to pull back from the busyness, right? To take 15 or 20 minutes and say, you know what? I can take 15 or 20 minutes. It's not going to affect my day. Actually, it is. It's going to impact my day in such a positive way that like, I need to take that 15 to 20 minutes so I can re-engage with the people in my life that matter the most. And then the third practice we're doing that we've just started, that we're trying to do, and we've swore we were going to do it. I love Christmas. Christmas is this day for us. We always celebrate it, and we don't do anything. We like open some gifts. We go on a hike. But I don't ever book anything, plan anything. The calendar's like open. And we recently did this talk here of leisure. And so the Gallaghers have adopted this idea of once a month doing the Gallagher Day of Leisure. Once a month. We get to have a calendar day, and we don't plan, book, do anything, except for just kind of like be with one another and enjoy the day. And so like those are three practices for me that's just like trying to tap me back into this idea. Because I feel that question coming from me, is it okay to live a slower and more simple life? I don't know if you guys, I don't know if that connects with you in any kind of way. I hope it does like even just on the margins. You know what I mean? Ann and I went to a party like recently. Like, I don't know, it was like this appetizer thing downtown at like just out. And it was like at 7 o'clock. And we went in there and left and I was exhausted. I was like, why did we do this? <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to be at home. I wanted to hang out with the boys and just kind of chill a little bit. And why am I pushing myself to do this thing that doesn't even feel like me? It doesn't even feel like me. And sometimes we're so desperately trying to fit in with like other people and do these things that we're not living authentically. And that can be even worse when you're not living from that authentic place. And so, boom, there you guys have it. Three practices for me. I hope you've got something on that sheet. And I hope too, like if I had a prayer for you guys tonight, my prayer would simply be that like you can live from that authentic place of being yourself. And I hope that as you do that, I hope you attract those kind of people to yourself. Because I feel like a lot of times, in Summit County especially, it's a weird place, man. I mean, we're a bunch of weirdos living here. At elevations, that like is ridiculous and who knows what else. But a lot of times what we're feeling is like disconnected from people. And we're starting to kind of feel like nobody feels like us. And so then what you kind of start doing is trying to change yourself a little bit. And like, you're trying to like hang out with other people because obviously like, well, no one's like me, so I've got to do this. But I hope that you can live more and more from that genuinely authentic place. And I hope that what it does is like create this attraction for people who like literally are more like you than you knew. And you can connect in those ways and like create that little sense of community and that kind of relationship and that team effort and good vibes, you know? So anyway, be authentic. Live authentically in alignment with who it is you truly are. I feel like that's a big, big, big step and a huge learning curve for me, so I wanted to share with you guys. All right. All right.